in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The disciples told their story of what had happened on the road and how they had recognized Jesus at the breaking of the bread. They were still talking about this when Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. In a state of alarm and fright, they thought they were seeing a ghost. But he said, Why are you so agitated? And why are these doubts rising in your hearts? Look at my hands and feet. Yes, it is I indeed. Touch me and see for yourselves. A ghost has no flesh and bones, as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and feet. Their joy was so great that they still could not believe it, and they stood there dumbfounded. So he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? And they offered him a piece of grilled fish, which he took and ate before their eyes. Then he told them, This is what I meant when I said, while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, in the prophets and in the Psalms, has to be fulfilled. He then opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, So you see how it is written that the Christ would suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and that in his name repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses to this, the Gospel of the Lord. Today's passage is a continuation from yesterday's story of the two disciples who met the Lord on their way home to the village of Emmaus. As yesterday's story concluded with a meal, today's story is also woven into another meal. It is as if the entire passion resurrection narrative in all the Gospels are book-ended by an account of a meal. Likewise, almost every single appearance of the resurrected Christ in Scripture happens in the context of a meal, and when a day is named, it's Sunday. These appearances on the road to Emmaus in the upper room on the beach all have Eucharistic overtones. Our Lord breaks bread with his apostles and feeds his apostles, and as he does, he helps us understand that the resurrection is not just a ghostly, immaterial reality, but one which is materially tangible and bodily. In today's passage, he requests his disciples for food to eat. This is no insignificant detail, but there is more to this request than to show them that he is not a ghost because ghosts have no flesh and bones. This is a potent reminder to us that our communion with him cannot be merely spiritual communion. If this was so, we could very well continue with online masses and excuse ourselves from attending Masses physically to receive Holy Communion. Our Lord's resurrection also renders his body into something that is now di distributable, communicable, and edible. His body has been glorified and his humanity deified. And as it enters into us, it creates a capacity within us to be glorified and deified too. 
to be resurrected on the last day. At the Passover, Jews consume the Paschal Lamb to commemorate their liberation from the land of Egypt. In the Eucharist, we Christians consume the Lamb of God as the Israelites consume the sacrificial lamb, but with a major difference. That lamb is the resurrected Christ. At every Mass, we consume our Lord's resurrected, glorified body under the appearance of bread and wine. We eat the flesh and drink the blood of the God who became man, died and rose again. The body that we eat is the same body that hung on the cross, lay in the tomb, then rose from the dead. That body is also the same body that passed through the walls, that could be in Emmaus one minute and Jerusalem the next, that could have a meal with his friends and then ascended to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. God didn't raise Jesus from the dead, though, and then welcome him back into heaven at on Ascension Thursday in order to keep him tucked away behind some heavenly throne, safe from all the evil mortal men can do. Nor did our Lord ascend into heaven to protect himself or hide from the world in his Father's sanctuary. If anything, our Lord's ascension makes him the sanctuary. It makes him the place of refuge for all who believe in him. It also makes him the eternal high priest who can forever offer himself, forever give himself, forever communicate himself to us. As our high priest, Jesus is now always offering himself. And in the Mass, as members of his body, Adapted into the family of God through baptism, <clears throat> we are always receiving him. The Eucharist helps uh, make the resurrection an everyday reality for us in our lives. There is no Holy Eucharist without the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And what is this body and blood of Jesus Christ but the resurrected Jesus? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.